Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Welcome to episode 104. Make sure you check me out on my social media, twitter.com slash Tuttle or facebook.com slash Tuttle. If you'd like to reach out or contact me, questions, comments, whatever it may be, email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. I got to tell you, yesterday I did an hour and 10 minutes. So I did 70 minutes of radio yesterday. And I know yesterday's show was not like your stereotypical Tuttle Daily Podcast show, but I had some interviews lined up. I talked to Rick Dirt McCoy. You know him. He did. He was a part of one of the monster bands of the year. And I met him a long time. Now, there was one day that me and Soul Brother Kevin, me and Soul Brother Kevin, we used to, and if you want to check out Soul Brother Kevin, you can check him out. I think he starts uh, at 6, goes till 9 on 1025 The Bone in Tampa. They're streaming anywhere and everywhere. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at the Soul Brother. One day after me and Kevin used to do the best of the monsters on Real Radio 104.1, he was like, hey, I want you to go meet my buddy. And I already knew Rick. But one day after the show, Kevin was friends with Rick and his family. So I went over there one day after the best of show. And and I got to tell you, I had an absolute black. There's a lot of stuff I forget about. It's mostly to blame for the drugs and the alcohol and all the numerous people that I've met. And I don't want you to think like, I think I'm so important that I meet so many people and people want to talk to me. And that's why I can't remember people. But you also got to understand, I've also had my mental issues. I've been on the psychotropic drugs as well. So there's a lot of stuff that just blends and melds together. Now, I talked to Rick on yesterday's show. They're working, uh, him and his brother, Fritz, are working on a song for my podcast. Now, I've already got some great production, got great commercials, but it'll be able to just bring me to the top of the game and, and at least make me sound professional. And I know that I'm getting way off track here. The one reason that I want to have an opening song, the best song, opening song for any radio show I've ever heard in the whole United States of America is the theme song that the Nature Kids and Drew Grubba, because Drew Grubba was spitting some lines on this song. But the Nature Kids opening song for Drew Grubba's night show on Real Radio 104.1 is the best pimpest shit that I've ever heard leading into the beginning of a radio show. It got you hyped as fuck to get ready to hear somebody view or spout their opinions for four hours on one of the first and biggest FM talk radio stations in the country. And I always wanted, I knew that I would make it big one day if I had an opening song for my show. Now I know I'm just doing a podcast. I will still feel like a big pimp ass motherfucker if I get an opening song. But back to what I was saying. So we went over to Rick and his family's house. I met Fritz. I think that might have been the first time that I met Fritz. But I met 
their brother Alex. I don't know how old Alex was at the time, but Alex has autism. And I'm not telling you this story to make myself look good because I completely forgot about it and I feel bad. I really do. But once Rick and Fritz brought it up, I was vividly brought back to that moment. Now, I took the time. I sat down and just talked about absolutely nothing with Alex. I don't know all the details about his autism because there's many different levels of autism, but I felt I could look into his eyes and I could tell that he was connecting with me because one of the things about autism is some autistic kids don't like to look at you in the eyes. And I'm not saying Alex was like staring me down or anything, but I did have that brief connection with him. And that was just one of the most realest things that I've ever experienced, even though I forgot about it because the brain is such a weird thing, people. There's a lot of traumatic things that happen to you and then you get on to bigger and better things and you forget about stuff. I always pictured the brain as like a shot glass and I'm not saying my brain is a small like a shot glass, but the more and more you pour in it, the more info, some of that shit starts to spill out. I got to tell you, I didn't do that to get like Rick or Fritz to like me. I just saw this kid because I really do think my parents, and I'm not just saying this to make what I'm telling you right, but I got tested. There's different levels of autism on the spectrum. And my parents, listen, I was not a loser. I've told you this before. I I was never the kid that got picked on. I wasn't at the bottom of the food chain in high school, but I wasn't at the top. I was like right in the middle. I stayed under everybody's radar. But my parents, they did have me tested because they thought something might have been wrong with me. I'm not saying really wrong with me. They just thought I might be a little autistic. And, And come to find out, I was a little bit, but I was able to function. But Alex, you know, you know, the greatest thing about meeting their brother that has autism. You cannot bullshit an autistic person. You you really can't because you want to know why. They see right through your bullshit. And I had that connection. Now, the more and more that I think about it and it's coming back to me, I cannot believe I forgot that. And it really makes me feel bad. And and you guys know that I've dealt with depression and stuff. And that kind of brings me down, man. But I was doing it out of the goodness of my heart. And you, you you know, especially after my suicide attempt and stopping drinking and, and bettering myself personally and working out, I need to hear things like that because sometimes I forget that I'm a good person. I really do because I only look at the bad things that happen to me and I automatically think, well, you know what? You must be a bad person if all this bad stuff has happened to you. And that's why I don't believe in karma. Even though I don't believe in karma, for some reason, my brain thinks that, you know, if you do good things, good things will happen to you. That is complete bullshit. You are one of the biggest idiots that you could ever be in your life if you believe in karma. Because karma does not exist, people. It doesn't. I can give you plenty of examples of why karma does not exist because I see shitty, horrible, bad things happen to great people all the time. How do you explain that? 
And I see really good things happening to the worst people you could ever imagine in your life. Look at this. I'm not taking anything away from the mega rich or the super wealthy in our country. They had to work hard to get there. You've got to understand those people that are billionaires or multimillionaires. They had to do something. They had to completely fuck over somebody to get to the point where they are. Same thing goes for the media, broadcasting, TV, newspaper. You got to screw somebody over. You got to step on somebody's back to get to where you want to be. Now, I'm not saying that is the case in every situation. There are some people that have morals and they stick by those and they're able to make it. But that's not the case for most of them. Most of these people that are successful, they have screwed over people one way or another in their life. All right, before I get into the serious heavy stuff after the break, I wanted to give you guys a little bit of humor, a little bit of something that was just light at heart. Now, I grew up during the heyday of hip hop, that battle rap stuff in the 90s. You had a little bit of it in the 2000s. Everybody, hell, maybe it's because I'm white and I didn't know hip-hop like other people did. But I thought Ja Rule was hard. I thought Ja Rule was like on the level of Tupac or Biggie at one point when he first came out. But come to find out, he was nothing but a joke and a bitch. I didn't realize that until the 50 Cent Ja Rule beef started. And the only reason... I gave 50 Cent a chance was because I grew up and was a big mark when it came to Eminem. And Eminem helped discover 50 Cent and took him underneath his wing, put him on his record label, Shady Aftermath. And then when I heard 50 Cent having beef with Jaw Rule, yeah, this Jaw Rule. Everybody that be living it up, we said, what I do. And all my ladies that be giving it up, oh. What? But then when 50 Cent was talking to MTV News or any camera or microphone that wanted to hear what he had to say, when 50 Cent came out with one of these blasts, I, I this is just an example of some of the trash talking and beef that 50 had with Ja Rule. This is just scratching the surface. I can't even see how a kid could look at Ja Rule and want to be like Ja Rule. I don't know him. This nigga want to be Tupac Shakur. Nobody can be like Tupac. Tupac lived the life. You know, a lot of these rappers you see, you think that's really how they are. Hell no. Tupac, everything you saw with Tupac is exactly how he was. There's a lot of people out there that don't have things. <laughs> this nigga doing duets. He's a pop artist. Who? Grease video. Buddy Hustler. Like, you, you might as well just go over there and hang, hang out with Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears and them if they'll accept you. That shit is crazy. I, I, don't, I, I really don't like that guy. I really don't like that guy. Now, I've talked about this before. Why is it when you hear music growing up, you thought it was the best stuff in the world? Why do you watch movies and you thought some of the badass lines that you would see these action stars deliver, you thought they were badass at the time? 
why do why does that happen? Why do you look at CGI or special effects and they look good back in the day, but 10 years later down the road when you go back and watch or listen or anything it has to do with art or entertainment back in the day, you think it's cool as fuck. And then later on down the road, you're like, holy crap. How did I ever think that that was cool or hip or whatever it may be? Why did I ever think that? Now, this commercial that just came out, I found it yesterday. Ja Rule has fallen off so much that he's doing TV commercials for a Euro Greek place. Now, a lot of you guys think gyros. You know, gyros, the the lamb, the the slabs of lamb that they cut off and they put it in that like Greek taco shell type deal. He's doing commercials for this place. And I'm not even talking about one of the chain restaurants. He's doing it for a mom and pop place. I think it's California. Papa Cristo's food is so good. It makes you want to slap your mama. Papa Cristo's got the best mother. I'm hoping and praying that he purposely got the Euro word down. He said gyro or whatever it may be. I hope that's all a part of the joke. But I wouldn't be surprised if Ja Rule had never eaten a Euro in his whole goddamn life. You ever ate your life so good? You got to have Peter's. Peters! Papa Cristo Peters! They got everything. I'm gonna just give you a rundown of some of my favorites. I'm thinking at best, Ja Rule got a G-ball for this spot. They got tzatziki. Oct- oh, hold on. Octopod tequila. Well, uh, whatever, but it's good. Avolimano soup. Guys, think about this. 50 Cent became a multi-millionaire by endorsing vitamin water. They sold him stocks in the company, and he became one of the richest hip-hop artists of all time. This just shows you how far Ja Rule has fallen off that he's doing ads, TV spots for a Euro place. Not a chain restaurant, a mom-and-pop place. And they got wine too. I'm telling you, come on down to Papa Cristo's. You can't even pronounce the food. It's so goddamn good. Show them what you're working with, Papa. Show them how you do it. Hey, yeah, Papa. Hey, where are you? Papa Cristo, are you here? Papa, Papa, Papa Cristo, are you here? God damn it. This is so fucking embarrassing. I think Vanilla Ice has more street cred than Ja Rule could ever imagine. Come on down to Papa Cristo's. 2771 West. I think it's safe to say that 50 Cent had his drop the mic moment without even having to say anything because Basically, Ja Rule has put himself in a position where he'll never, ever be able to beef with 50 or any other rapper ever again in his whole entire life. Want to support the show? Go to paypal.me slash pedal on the radio. Pedal's Daily Podcast is brought to you by... 
StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. Stitch You Up specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. This is Bill Wendell for Wendell Family Home Security Systems. A lot of people claim to be in the family home security system business. Well, they're full of shit. How do I know? Because I started the family home security system business about 12 years ago. What exactly is the family home security system business? I'm going to tell you right now. It entitles the whole Wendell clan coming down on several buses and a few vans. We will patrol your area 24 hours a day to make sure you and your loved ones are safe. Hell, I'll put my 10-year-old up in the widow's peak of your roof with a high-powered rifle. That kid's a hell of a shot. Still unsure? Think about this. We were the family that protected El Chapo those years that he didn't get busted. We're Wendell Family Home Security Systems. When people try to come fuck with you, hire us. Alright, welcome back, guys. So, I told you I was going to get into something a little serious. I had my doubts as soon as this story came out. And I'm not just saying that I was, you know, I'm jaded and and I had doubts just because of who I am. No, that's that's not the case, people. I went to pretty much every NASCAR event that I could go to. My wife at the time worked for NASCAR. So we had all access passes. I could get them from her or I had my connections from working in radio here close to the track. But I've been there and I know that this weekend there was only a limited amount of fans that were in attendance. And I knew for a fact that none of the fans were in the infield. I I know that. So even if this story was true, and I'm not saying anybody made it up, but it had to be either a NASCAR employee, a team employee, or a track employee because none of the outside, you know, uh, civilians were inside the track. They had no access to that area. And I know for a fact that NASCAR has a lot of cameras up in the infield because that is a liability. There's no other professional sport in the United States where you get the access to the professional athletes that you do a NASCAR. You don't get that anywhere else. They allow, the sport of NASCAR allows a lot of fans into their sanctum and they got to cover their own ass because there's a lot of moving parts. There's cars, heavy machinery, tons of ways that spectators could get hurt. So it's a liability issue and they try to camera up as much as they can. I wanted to tell you that I had my doubts. But I saw what was going on in social media and there's a lot of people, you know, a lot of nameless, faceless trolls that hide behind uh, their keyboards that were making these statements. And I saw how those people were getting treated. You got to be careful of what you say, especially in today's environment. So I withheld that opinion and I probably should have came out and said it, but I didn't want to be that guy to make that broad statement. And and proven to be wrong. But I did. I'll admit, I had my doubts. I really did. But now, 
everything has come full circle. And I don't think you guys should be mad at Bubba Wallace because the story from the beginning was that Bubba never saw the so-called news. Now, does that mean he wasn't in on it? I don't know. I'm thinking the best of Bubba Wallace, and I don't believe he did. I think the sport, the team, Richard Petty uh, Motorsports or whatever they call it, pit their driver in a bad spot. They did. You cannot deny that. You have to protect your content. You have to protect your product, and your product is Bubba Wallace. Now, does it take anything away from what Bubba Wallace represents? No. This is going to hurt. Oh, it's definitely going to hurt. Especially in the day and age of social media, his name is Mud right now, and I feel bad for him. Because NASCAR is a multi-million dollar company. And how do you run with that story and get the FBI involved? With all the civil unrest that's going on between whites and the minorities and the cops and the minorities, why would you even take that chance unless you were absolutely sure? Tonight, the Justice Department announcing no federal crime was committed after an apparent noose was found hanging inside NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace's garage. Now, I had seen the pictures and I didn't want to believe it, but they actually had pictures of the same exact garage stall that Bubba Wallace was in this year and a picture from last fall, the last time that they were at Talladega and they had the pool court. You know, they have like those sliding garage doors that you have to pull down manually. And they showed the same exact rope that was hanging from the garage door that you pulled down. And somebody showed the picture of the news. And I didn't want to believe it because I thought it was just somebody trying to go against or, or take away the importance of this story. But God damn it, they were right. They were right the whole fucking time. He's the circuit's only full-time black driver. A member of his team found the rope hanging Sunday at Talladega. I bet this dude doesn't have a job anymore unless he was in on it. But I can almost guarantee you this guy, if I was Bubba Wallace, I wouldn't even let this employee glue the lug nuts onto my tire. An area restricted to only essential personnel, NASCAR stepping up security for Wallace. The FBI reviewing evidence finding the noose was in that garage as early as October 2019, adding nobody could have known Mr. Wallace would be assigned to garage number four last week. I know a lot of you guys are happy that Brian France isn't the uh, spokesperson or the guy in charge in NASCAR anymore. I'm not saying he doesn't have any power. He's just not the face that you see out front anymore. This shit would not have happened if Papa France or Brian France was out there no, this would not have happened. No matter all the things that Brian France has been accused of doing or getting in trouble for, this would have never happened if he would have been on watch. What appeared to be a hate-fueled act led to an incredible show of solidarity. Before the race Monday, drivers and pit crews from every team marching along with Wallace's number 43 car, Wallace clearly emotional. It's been about two weeks since Wallace pushed NASCAR to ban the Confederate flag from all races and events. Now, what this doesn't change is all the assholes out around the track 
driving their big jacked up trucks because they're overcompensating for their small dicks, carrying the uh, rebel flag, Confederate flag, whatever you want to call it. Or what about the guy that had so much money and he's so much of a racist, bigot asshole, he paid somebody to fly an airplane carrying the Confederate flag behind it. I'm kind of glad you wasted your money because that did nothing. Something Brad Doherty, one of NASCAR's few black team owners, says signals a new age for the sport. If you're not a part of this movement, uh, you're going to be left in the wake. And NASCAR has taken a a huge stance on changing uh, a lot of things. Uh, the perception of NASCAR over the last, you know, five decades and, and how people view the sport, what they think of the sport. Uh, this is unprecedented and this is huge. And while there's been an outpouring of support, there's also been opposition. Confederate flags spotted outside the super speedway and even one flying above with the words reading defund NASCAR. Today on The View, Wallace said he never imagined being an activist, but recent events led him to speak out. Racism is a is a problem from every aspect of life. And we uh, we have to work so hard to uh, to get that to change. And we know it's not going to change overnight. A sign of that change? These new fans after the race, all of them wearing Black Lives Matter t-shirts. So in closing, don't be mad at Bubba. Maybe I'm just, you know, like him so much that I, w I don't think he would be involved in this. Maybe more will come out, but at this point, I don't think Bubba had anything to do with this. I think NASCAR, Richard Petty Motorsports put him in a bad position. The track put him in a bad position. They all saw this and they jumped to conclusions. And now you guys are trying to ruin any and all that Bubba Wallace has worked on and stands for. Be back in a few minutes. Is that a PT Cruiser down by the lake? Oh, no, wait. It's the Tuttle Podcast Studio. Total Wireless of Palm Bay has the best cell phone plans with no contract. And better yet, you can use any carrier network. Does your service from one of the big guys not work well for you? Are you paying too much? Call Total Wireless of Palm Bay now at 321-499-2565. Or if you're local, stop by and see them at 1851 Palm Bay Road in Palm Bay, Florida. Right now, you can get the Samsung Galaxy A10e for just $29.99 when you port your number over with plans starting at just $25. Need a family plan? No problem. We have four $100 unlimited talk, text, and data. Restrictions apply. Call Total Wireless of Palm Bay now at 321-499-2565. All right, guys, last segment. Got to wrap things up, but I want to hit on a few things before I end the show. Now, if you uh, hear me walking, you hear a uh, bunch of noise or ambiance in the background, it's because I'm on my nightly walk, and I got to tell you, I wish you could see the sky off to the east here at the uh, Hobo Fish Camp because it is a hell of a lightning storm. But one of the things I wanted to get into before I leave, God damn it. I'm tired, you can tell. I'm making errors. But we might currently have the worst governor in the whole United States of America. Because to start off with, I thought Ron DeSantis was doing some pretty decent stuff. Seemed like he had his heart in the right place. But I gotta tell you, 
This cocksucker has his head so far up Donald J. Trump's ass, he can't make a decision on his own. And it's sad. It really, really is sad because I would think a guy that has served his country the way that Ron DeSantis has, he wouldn't be a follower like he's being right now. He's acting like a complete fucking follower. To start off, like I said, he did some really great things. But the way he is handling this uh, COVID-19, the coronavirus pandemic, he's got to look out for the people in his state. And I thought I would never say this, but I didn't think it would be possible for anybody to make me a like Rick Scott. But Ron DeSantis most certainly has done that. And I got to give him credit. I never thought it would happen, but I would rather have Rick Scott in office than this motherfucker we have now. Because Ron DeSantis, I thought a guy that served the military, that was helping and protecting the best interest of the American people or the state of Florida. Oh, Ron DeSantis does not give a goddamn. He is a typical politician. He is trying to look out for the businesses. And and don't get me wrong. We can't just shut down the economy because I do agree in the long run, it's going to be bad or even worse than COVID-19. Ron DeSantis has to figure and think about what is in the state of Florida. This is where everybody comes to retire. And those are high-risk people that you're putting in danger. And, you know, you look like a real jackass. Remember when you were uh, told people from New York that were coming down, they got to be quarantined? Well, Cuomo's sticking that right up your ass, uh, Ron. How's that feel? You got to have a loose ass booty hole right now as much as you're taking it in the rear. But it's ridiculous. And you could not have looked any dumber than what you did by making this statement when you thought, oh, we're, we're through it. Florida handled this COVID-19 better than any state in the United States of America. Well, here, listen to this, Jim. Our data is available. Our data is transparent. In fact, Dr. Burks has talked multiple times about how Florida has the absolute best data. Well, let me stop you there, Governor DeSantis. I've worked in radio for over 20 years, and guess what? I've seen a many of radio guys bend and stretch the truth when it comes to ratings or numbers. You can find any angle to make it look like you're doing well. If you just look hard enough, and that is exactly what you've done, and you've put the citizens of Florida in danger. So any insinuation otherwise is just typical partisan narrative trying to be spun. I swear to God, this is straight up plagiarism. Trump himself might as well be given this little rant. This little promo, this wrestling, this professional wrestling promo that Ron DeSantis thought was a great idea. Oh, man, this is getting shoved right up his ass all day and every day. Part reason is that because you got a lot of people in your profession 
who waxed poetically for weeks and weeks. I know Ron DeSantis did not think of wax poetically off the top of his head. Some intern or media guy wrote this for him because there's no way Ron DeSantis thought of wax poetically. About how Florida was going to be just like New York. It's not as bad as New York was at its height, but you are the new New York. Wait two weeks. Florida's going to be next. Just like Italy, wait two weeks. Well, hell, we're eight weeks away from that, and it hasn't happened. Not only do we have a lower death rate, well, we have way lower deaths generally, we have a lower death rate than the Acela Corridor, D.C., everyone up there. We have a lower death rate than the Midwest, Illinois, Michigan, Indiana, Ohio. But even in our region, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida has the lower death rate. And I was the number one landing spot from tens of thousands of people leaving the number one hot zone in the world. How the tide has turned on this one. God damn, DeSantis, you are absolutely horrible, especially compared to all the past great Florida governors we've had. Hell, Charlie Crist is better than your dumbass. Rick Scott is better than your dumbass. And I thought I would never say this. Jeb Bush is better than your dumbass. Hell, you know what? You're not even a quarter of a man that Walken Lawton Childs is. The Hikun himself, yes, that's not a racist term. Lawton Childs, a lot of people called him the Hikun. And guess what? Ron DeSantis, you're not even the fucking scum on the bottom of Lawton Child's shoes. Even, you know what? I'll even go one step further. You're not even worth the scum on the bottom of the shoes that is on the foot of the corpse of Lawton Child's buried six feet under, no matter where he is at. To come to my state. So we've succeeded, and I think that people just don't want to recognize it because it challenges their narrative it challenges their assumption so they got to try to find a boogeyman maybe it's that there are black helicopters circling the department of health why's it got to be a black helicopter DeSantis? if you believe that um, i got a bridge in brooklyn i'd like to sell you listen you know how i made that statement earlier about ron DeSantis having a loose asshole yeah he has a loose asshole you want to know why because Trump's hand is so far up DeSantis's ass that he's actually a Trump puppet. That's exactly what he is. You're nothing but a ventriloquist dummy that Trump pits his greasy, tanned palm hand right up your anus and controls the movement of your mouth. The only thing is, is that Trump can't drink water with one hand. So how is he supposed to do that? Oh, I'm going to drink water while I make Ron DeSantis talk. It's impossible. All right, guys, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure you share it. Help spread the word. Tell your friends, family, loved ones, neighbors, coworkers, Twitter, Facebook, any of those places. Help spread the word. It would be greatly appreciated. I love you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Share, like, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast was brought to you by... Total Wireless of Palm Bay, StitchYouUp.com, PocketPairClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. 
Facebook.com slash CCA Productions Presents. Show voiceover service is brought to you by jcvoiceoverservices.com. That guy's got a goddamn sexy voice. You should hire him. If you want to help support the show, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Comments? Concerns? You want to let Tuttle know he's being a dick? Go to Tuttle at gmail.com. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds dot net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, fuck going on?